to another beautiful episode of the free ballers podcast i'm here with john my name is alex and yo what up what up what up as you can tell we're fucking jazzed up for this fucking easter conference finals oh fucking give it to me it's gonna be given and you will receive (laughs) and i uh wait what are we is this basketball or (laughs) is this are we talking basketball still but yeah, I can't believe that like we were joking about this happening and it's actually about to happen. The uh, um the serendipity of this, the serendipitousness of this moment is um is something else. True. Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics, uh Free Ballers Cup for the first time, celebrating the first season of the Free Ballers. No, that's how the NBA had to do it just for us. Oh, it's a ratings fix. I get it. True. A lot a lot had to happen for for this to happen, including like the Heat dismantling the Bucks, which like I did not see coming like at all. Probably the most surprising thing leading up to this point is that. Yeah, I think I'm most surprised that the Heat are entering this with one loss so far in the playoffs so that's pretty strong however the celtics are looking pretty fucking strong as well like the they've had probably some tougher opponents and uh that raptors series going seven games how about that eh you know <laughs> you know i thought that this the series going seven games was gonna hurt them um however um, I think it actually prepares them better for a what's going to be a very, very, very physical and emotional series with the Heat. And also, they just get Gordon Hayward back. And so that gave Hayward's Gordon Hayward's cool. ankle uh, time to heal up. And I think he's going to be a major, major factor in this series. It's going to be sensual. It's going to be spiritual. It's going to be physical. It's going to be emotional. I I I would venture to say my body is close, close to being ready for this. Close. True. I don't I don't even know if I can handle it personally, but I'm I'm so excited. But that's a great that's an interesting point that uh, the Celtics have managed to not only stay alive but stretch shit out long enough. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's kind of where the game seven shit uh, is kind of in their favor when you look at it that way. Like. Uh, it's allowing Hayward a chance to to play. And I think he's going to be a huge X factor in this series. Cause I think he's like the little special ingredient that like uh, could kind of put them over the edge to where Miami could ha- like, just not simply not have enough dudes, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, as a matter of fact, it's, a, it's to the point where I think if they had had him in the Toronto series, it doesn't go seven, seven games. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably, you're probably right about that. Um, I'm interested to see this matchup of the coaches. Um, Spo and Brad Stevens is about as good of a coaching matchup as you're going to get. 
I think there's going to be a lot of nerd content, a lot of <laughs> interesting little things that happen. Like Honestly, uh, the next best coaching matchup, I think, is Brad Stevens versus Nick Nurse. Um, and we just yeah, saw I, that. So, yeah, that yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of zone. Like, uh, and when I say a lot, I don't, I guess I don't mean a lot, but just more than any other series in this entire playoffs, I bet. Why do you say that? Because I, I feel like both coaches uh, won't hesitate to do that. Like, uh, in, in little spurts, like, I don't think they're going to rock zone for the full game. I, I actually think they're going to start out the series at least super boring and pl- and both teams match up like directly like you know plain and simple one through five matchup you know um with the no, only no um, matching or anything like that uh yeah i was gonna say well there's maybe the only possible cross matching is i mean i saw that that crowder is most likely going to be on tatum yes but i could see but there's also there's a whole thing with like people assume smart is going to be on um uh jimmy but then there's the whole put smart on Robinson because I think Robinson is a major, major threat. I already hate his face. I'm already tired of, I'm already tired of that man's fucking face and his, his baby face out there and his beautiful, beautiful shot. Uh, just, True. yeah, he kills, he kills the Celtics and it, oh, it just, it destroys me. His jumper is as pure as the innocence of his face. <laughs> it really, really is. It's 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 a dead heat, actually, so to speak, uh, between the innocence of his face and the purity of his shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's hateable. He's absolutely hateable, and you guys are lucky to have him. But um, he's the one I'm actually the most afraid of. Um, I think Jimmy can well can I I, I say new, be neutralized, but um, he's still going to get his. You know uh, the. Yeah. I think the problem for you guys beyond just the fact that you're facing the Boston Celtics is the fact that there's no go-to scorer, I don't think. I think Jimmy and Bam are facilitators. And so if you guys get down and you need the points, like who do you go to? Okay, I like that a lot. Um, yes. I um, I think that is kind of misleadingly comfortable looking from like mm. the lens of a Celtics fan. Mm, okay. What that, what that really shows you're saying I'm that, being naive. Well, somewhat. I'm just okay. like I'm okay. wishfully saying that. I hope that you are. <laughs> because okay. um I feel like that also shows that they have a balanced attack. So like for example, uh when the Heat were playing the Bucks, um, Goran Dragic actually made a comment about this um, in reference to the ser- upcoming series that um, with a team like the Bucks, uh, G- Giannis really doesn't have like the most help around him. So you can focus your entire energy on stopping him, like all mm. five guys trying to stop him, and then everyone else, no one's really gonna like be threatening besides him. You know, like and Middleton was for like a little minute, and then. Uh, they had game yeah they put bam on him and he didn't know what to do yeah and um but my the point was that Dragic was saying boston um you can't do that you know they have a lot of guys there's not one guy like even though tatum and or kemba on a given night could be the best player like uh or you know or jalen 
Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. You can't really like stop. You can't just be like, all right, we're gonna take out Tatum and then that's and we're good. Which uh, I feel like you could say the same thing about the Heat. Like, there's not one player that like if you cancel them out, you will beat them because um, they share the ball. But and then on the other hand, uh, one thing that has been happening, and it's a large reason why Miami's made it this far, is playoff Jimmy Butler, and yes. uh, he's had some fourth quarter takeovers. And I personally have a a tremendous amount of faith in the Miami Heat's baby power, which is doesn't take place in the form of an actual baby, but in the form of uh, baby goats that we have on the team. <laughs> one of which being my son, Tyler, Tyler Hero. <laughs> um, I'm a proud. Father. I knew I knew where you're going with that when you started that little that little introduction there. <laughs> um, and no, uh, so I think in sometimes Jimmy can be a little bit. Uh, he he actually leans more towards facilitating than scoring. So, like you know, if that's if it's crunch time, and he sees that Tyler has an opportunity. He's going to give him the ball. Like he fucking loves Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero loves him. It's beautiful. So, I will I will counter I, I will counter that with this. Okay. Tyler Hero is 19, a rookie. Yeah, he's 20. Ma- he's mature 20. for his it's back on his name. <laughs> mature for his age, great footwork, uh, almost impeccable footwork. Elephant um, balls according and- <laughs> to Cal <Park. laughs> I don't know how he knows that, but hey, <laughs> it's worth mentioning. Fellow um, <laughs> hero out four to six weeks, elephant tight. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, uh, there goes the series. There goes the series. Um, he is, <laughs> I love Tyler Harrow as a rookie. Um, I think he is, um, as a rookie though, he's a weak point. Um, and I think that's something. Brad Stevens will want to um, get mismatches on him pretty quickly, yeah. uh, expo- expose him pretty quickly because 19 big stage rookie. Yeah. Um, I know he's good. And I know he's mature, but it's, that's something you can exploit right there. Um, yeah, you gotta, that's a solid point. He's going to be tested to that, see if he can stay out there. That will lead me into also mentioning that, the Boston Celtics have been as, as the one team that's been in the Eastern Conference Finals the most times in the last four years out of all the other teams in the playoffs right now. True. So not only are they gelling, but they have experience. Yes. Um, I mean, uh, you know, yeah, for someone Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's age, uh, they've been here before. They know this. They've lost this before. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, if they need to. I've seen a lot of maturity out of Brown just in these playoffs uh, with his sort of, he's more aggressive. He's finishing better. His defense is, I mean, his defense all year has just been improved greatly. Um, he was the key to the Raptors series in my, in my opinion. And um, he's my favorite uh, Celtics player. He's very uh, easy to like, very, very easy to like. And so um, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if he'll be the key to this series. Um, I think Tatum will get his, I really do think Kemba is the one who really exposes you guys a lot. So I don't know yeah. if Spo has really gotten a handle on him yet, or if he is just saying, well, we're just going to let him get his and focus on everybody else. Yeah. Kemba is the biggest issue. Uh, the, the heat's defense has improved since 
like the regular season matchups against the Celtics, which they only really had one game to show that, and it was the one that they won. But um, Tatum was out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he was out, and uh, but it was the only game they played with like the current roster that the Heat mm-hmm. have, like post mm-hmm. um, trade. But um, damn, fuck. Just lost my entire train of thought. No, it's cool. <laughs> um, no, but I think uh, although the Heat's defense has improved, one thing that's really been a problem for them, like consistently throughout the year from the beginning to now, even with the changes they've made, is um, point of attack defense, like quick point guards, basically exactly like Kemba Walker, uh, can be a real issue. And uh, Kendrick Nunn uh, did okay. He might do like slightly better than Dragic, but I don't know because like Dragic is uh, is very widely, you know, he's very experienced mm-hmm. in season. And so uh, Kendrick might have a leg up like athleticism wise, but um, Spo, Spo may not even play Kendrick Nunn very, man, very much in this series, I have a feeling just because uh, we're going all out here. You know what I mean? And um, so that that being said, one solution I see for that, or some to kind of keep that at bay a bit, is uh, Jimmy, to put Jimmy and Kemba. Um, Interesting. So, so at least he can just kind of give him a hard time. And then uh, Crowder can be on um, Tatum. Tatum. And then you're going to want to, if I'm Spo, I want to leave Bam on Tice. Because uh, kind of like how Milwaukee, um, everyone was criticizing Budenholzer for not putting Giannis to guard Jimmy in that game when Jimmy went off and mm-hmm. like took over. Uh, mind you, Jimmy only did that in that one game, really. Like maybe actually two games he kind of did that in that series out of out of five. But um, it's actually smarter to do what Budenholzer did um, because Giannis being so tall and lanky um, and athletic as a help defender is like ridiculous, like probably the best help defender right. uh, in the whole NBA, because, you know, if he's just out there freelancing, he can cover like almost the entire, like the entire under the three point line. He you know? can. Like, yeah. Um, so I would, uh, Bam kind of gets used that way. So I think he'll be on Tice and then that allows him to, uh, to like help off of Tice. And if Tice is going to score, you know, it's like, well, you know, good job, man. You know, like I think. Yeah, he. Yeah, you. You just tip your cap if Tice scores. That's yeah. it. You just, you just live with it. But um, yeah, uh, he can shoot threes, but you're not like you know. Okay, you'll, you'll leave him open for that. Um, th- but that's a good match. The matchup you mentioned, Kemba versus Jimmy, is uh, that's a hell of a. That's a very very interesting matchup there. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure though if if he'll do it or not, just because um, you know, what if Kemba's really cooking, and then now you're gonna get Jimmy in foul trouble. You know what I mean? Or what if or even without the fouls, do you want Jimmy putting his energy like that? Because Kemba, Kemba's a pesky man. You know he's fast, twitchy guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's all really interesting. Um, there's there's really interesting matchups. Uh, that's I kind of think like uh, Hayward and Igudala are like the X factor dudes because Hayward kind of gives them that one more wing dude who's and he's like. Uh, super underrated right now. I feel um, very much so. Yeah, and I feel similar about Igudala 
and Iguodala would be the guy who would have to like probably take on some of the responsibility, like to be that extra defender, you know, for the heat. Um, I think those dudes are depending on what they do. It could, it could sway sway the whole shit. Iguodala's age, not a factor. I don't really think so. Just because he had like a whole year off and like, uh, Oh, I see. And now they're just in the bubble. So they're not traveling or anything. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's a, that's the major X factor in, in, in this, in every single playoff series right now is what the bubble does. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is a disadvantage for Boston because if this were, if this were regular world basketball time without the pandemic, uh, the heat would have to try to win games like in in the Boston garden, you know, in the fucking, whatever the fuck y'all call it, TD garden. <laughs> TD, yeah. <laughs> um, I wish it was still the Boston garden, but yeah. I do too, yeah. Um, um, but that's yeah, not, it, you know. You're, you're, you're thinking if, if Boston had the true home court advantage, that would affect the heat? Yeah, it, it renders so the their home court advantage meaningless, which mm. is kind of like, you know, that is a real advantage and it's gone now. So, mm. you know. Um, but they're still, they, I think they still have the better team as far as like, they have more better guys. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not cool. sure. Alexis Cordova, 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think Jimmy could be the best guy in the series, but Tatum he could be the best guy in the series too. I I was going to say the same thing. I think um I think it, it could be it's going to be between Tatum and Jimmy as who's going to be the best player in the series. Um yeah. Jimmy has that ability to facilitate, take over a game defensively and offensively. Tatum while his defense is better is basically just uh, a, a a lights out shooter right now. Um it's it's up to Miami to make him drive and hopefully see if he can finish at the or hopefully see that he can't finish at the rim. Um so yeah, that's a lot of uh, analysis there. Should we just get into like some trash talking and some like like BS uh, stuff here? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hope Jason Tatum's baby starts growing up super <laughs> fast. And, uh, his baby powers dwindle away. <laughs> he's uh, he's just getting out of quarantine. Actually, uh, he's he's in he's in the bubble now. So he's uh, he's his his full full fucking energy will be focused on on every every Duncan Robinson shot. So. Damn. Yeah. Marcus Smart and Jason and Jimmy Butler. What's the like over under on them getting in some sort of scuffle? Oh man. Yeah. They're it happened when Boston played Chicago a few years ago in the playoffs. When Jimmy Butler said that Marcus Smart is not about that life. If you remember that. Yeah, they're one hundred percent gonna get into something, man. Has to uh, has to. They're both dudes who I feel would come to the defense of their teammates mm-hmm. and that means like who it lets if someone does something and jimmy like file somebody to defend his teammate you know then like marcus smart's gonna fucking come in you know what i mean like they're gonna mm-hmm. i think it's a recipe for a little altercation there marcus smart um slightly less emotional but very much uh willing to do something uh to well very much willing to almost get in a fight basically yeah if he if he needs to it happened in uh the raptor series so 
he he almost got in a fight with somebody after the game. I think it was game uh, game six. So yeah, Marcus Smart gets the Scrappy Do Award. Absolutely, uh, the Scrappy Do of the NBA, like uh, <laughs> at least currently right now in this moment. Hmm. There's a lot. I mean, there's just so much going on, like with this series. Like this is like even if you and I weren't, if, if this wasn't our favorite teams, I'd be very just. It's such a great matchup regardless of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. good. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say heat in seven. That's, all, that's my prediction. Oh, man. I have, to, I have to. I also have to. And, and I will say Celtics in seven. However, with this weird bubble playoff thing going on, this weird bubble energy going on, Anything could happen. And if the series like went less than seven, I would be surprised. But um if nah, no, yeah, well, I don't I don't know. If it go if it goes to like six, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. No matter no matter which way it goes, if it goes way. to six. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it if it if it like if it gets done in five, I'll be like, that's a little surprising. And if it's a sweep, obviously I'll be I'll be incredibly surprised, but by either side. So yeah, that would be pretty shocking. I feel. But damn, yeah, I can for for Boston. Uh, I don't like the matchup like against the Heat as much. Uh, like they just straight up have been tougher like all year. Like for the Heat to beat. Yeah, them. we didn't even. Um, I think Boston won the uh, season series, if I remember correctly, right? Three, yeah, the Heat only took two one. one. Game. Two, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. Um, you know, albeit the Heat has uh, the Heat changed their team a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. and then on the Heat side, like I can't even believe that they have this opportunity. So, like, I think they're kind of ahead of the game as far as like the way they've been building the team. So, uh, I think if they don't get out of this round it's still a success for, for the season. They're kind of like playing with house money. Like, I don't think anyone expected yeah. this to happen. I agree. Um, um I, I was, uh, I was thinking about that because, um, it, man, if I, I think actually, I don't know if, if either side loses, I still think there's like a lot of, a little bit of like, um, how do I put it? There's a little bit of like, where do we go from here? Uh, so, Where do we go now? <laughs> there's so like Miami. Is this a Cinderella thing? Like, do they just have maybe like one piece and they're good to go next next season? Because I could see them like if they lose this series, then next season everybody's like, well, they played strong in the playoffs. They're going to come out and they're going to be one of the top teams in the East. They'll probably make some kind of uh, little trade or something in the off season, wh- however quick that's going to be. And then people say, okay, they, they beefed up a little bit and they, um, they're ready to go. They're going to be an awesome team in the East. And then they just sort of middle out and, and, and fit and fade and, and just, you know, fizzle. And the Celtics, if they lose, you have to think you got Kemba Walker. He's aging. Like, what do you do? You, you've got, you still got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on, um, you've got Jalen Brown, on a large contract, Marcus Smart, a large contract, Gordon Hayward on a large contract. Um, you're going to want to max out Jason Tatum. Yeah. See, so I just would like to point out that when it comes <laughs> to that, um, the Heat have like max cap space in the next two off seasons. Mm. 
So that's, yeah, and- that's why they're kind of ahead of the game, like because they're really trying to aim for like 2021. Um, I don't think this summer, like win or lose, I don't think this summer they'll add like a super duper star, you know, but I, I bet they'll, they'll spend all the fucking money on like, but just like one year shit, like maybe like a thank you Goran Dragic contract and like some free agent who can help the team, but like on one year deals. So that way, the following season, they could throw a bag at like Giannis, Giannis or yeah. Kawhi, Paul George. Like, um, there's I've seen, be- I've seen Russell Westbrook already photoshopped in the Heat jerseys. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, man, I really, <laughs> you I really don't want don't. that. No, but he, he fits attitude wise. He fits. He does, dude. Him and Jimmy on a team. Yeah, I'd be scared of them, but I, but psh, I would let them just shoot all day. But, well, um, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> but anyways, back to the the Celtics. Yeah, they have some contracts they'll have to figure out, and uh, up coming up, you know, like uh, like is Tatum on a long term? No, no. But it, here's it, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. If they now, if they lose this Eastern Conference Finals, they've now been to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, for the past few years, right? Or at least you know, not not last one, but the one before that. They've they've made some some deep playoff runs now. And now they're like, okay, this is a team that can't seem to get over the hump. Um, they've got young pieces that are getting paid. Um, what do you do? Like, do you trade away? Like, you got to get your, you need to get over the hump. So, who do you get rid of? Like, do they finally give in and just pursue like a, a really good center? Because that's the, that's sort of the knock on them all the time is that they just have this center by committee thing going on. Not to get away from like Celtics heat, but um, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just, there's a lot of, there's still some like minor questions, you know, they, they did exceed their expectations this year, but um, at, now it's, it's past the point where it's like, okay, great. You've exceeded, but now you've got to get, they almost have to get into the finals. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think um, one, one thing that I have observed um since watching basketball like my whole life or whatever is uh i feel like sometimes oh i feel like more often than not the teams that win uh they've gone through like a painful loss as well at least one of at least one of them you know and Mm -hmm. i think some of these dudes on this boston team have in the back of their mind the last time they were here Cleveland and yeah. And how much they've grown since then. Mm-hmm. And the, the LeBron's not there anymore, like to hold you back. Mm. Um, and that kind of worries me as a heat fan is like, um, like uh, you were alluding to before the experience, that experience yes. and uh, the heat have a lot of uh, young guys that don't have experience. So Jimmy's never been this deep either. Yeah. It's going to have to be, uh, some serious Jimmy time and, uh, you know, a little bit of elephant Titus (laughs) elephant Tyler, (laughs) your son, man. How can, how how could you have those kind of thoughts about him? No, it's true. We got to get him to the hospital immediately. (laughs) Treatment. Poor guy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, every time he shoots, I just scream my son and uh it feels so good when it goes in. <laughs> Don't say it feels so good when it goes in. 
Somebody put up a uh, an interesting thing about how he's uh, one of the youngest players. So you probably saw it. Uh, one of the youngest guys to ever go into the Eastern Conference Finals or something like that. Uh, oh yeah, he's well. He's the like no one uh, born in the year he was born has been to here or whatever. Is that what it was? Okay, some shit like that. Yeah. Something, yeah. But but it, it also neglected to like bring up that like Jason Tatum has been in the Eastern Conference Finals at age at, at an early age too. It's like the it's like one of the youngest players to ever go to the uh, the the uh, conference final or something like that. Something crazy. But the stat it, it but the thing like neglected to mention Jason Tatum and like forgot about him. It's all good. Uh, so I think we'll check back in throughout the series um as far as all of these things and like um I I really like the idea of um you know what what the future holds for both of these teams mm-hmm. like, win, win or lose um like maybe we'll take some looks at uh, the salary cap situations and shit like that um it's a good idea but man uh it's gonna be a really good night of basketball because after that is game seven of denver and the clippers yes um and- I gotta yeah. say, like, props to Denver for not making us look completely dumb. Because, <laughs> no, uh, no, we thought they were gonna like just destroy the Jazz, and Donovan yes. Mitchell thought otherwise. But at least Denver is showing like why we thought that, though. Yes, of course they're they're. I mean, and they're they have this like weird sort of like they're unflappable. Like they just don't they go out there and just don't give a fuck. And I kind of I I find that it's uh it's refreshing. Um. Jokic now has more game sevens than Michael Jordan, which I thought was an interesting stat. Which yeah. is probably more of a testament to just Michael Jordan not letting a series drag on too long. Yeah, but that's what, yeah, that's what I feel. Yeah, but, I but either Jokic way, so much. Do you? Yeah, he's so awesome. I love how uh, how he said uh, that they don't really care about the pressure and that they're <laughs> just having fun and that the pressure is on the Clippers. Yeah, and and people call them like cute, like they think that Denver's like this cute little team. But like, man, uh, they got they got pieces in place. They can make some noise. I don't know if they can beat. I mean, I don't know. I I still think the Clippers pull this one out. If I'm being very honest, um, I had the Clippers going to the finals, and I don't know. I I might could amend that now. I'll have to think about it. But uh, I still think they pull this one out. To be honest, um, I don't see Doc Rivers going down like that. Yeah, especially um, I learned recently that uh, I had someone remind me that he kind of has a he's got a few three one leads that he's uh, lost. That yes, he's in his career, like on on different teams and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's not that's not a good look. But I fully expect them to beat the Nuggets. And I, honestly, as much as I like the nuggets and i like Jokic and murray um i'll i'm kind of gonna be pissed if the clippers don't beat them because i want to see the clippers versus the lakers i really I do too them. i do too yeah and all la um western conference final would be awesome and plus the clippers have just never been there before um this is the, this would be the furthest they make it if they go into the, in the conference final doc rivers clippers are in win now mode if he loses this um in this way by losing a three, one lead and not making it to the Western conference finals yet again for the Clippers. Is he out? 
He could be. He could be because hot take, uh, right? I mean, yeah, I think he could be only. Well, not only because I mean, you got to fucking win. Uh, when 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 you're in this situation, you got to win. Mm-hmm. But also by signing the contracts that they did, I think they only signed two years. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi had yeah. given themselves a big chunk of leverage, and uh, that takes away. That basically negates any of Doc Rivers's like legend status or any of that shit, you know, Mm -hmm. because they got to be worried a bit if they lose that. Like, what if these motherfuckers just leave, man? And they they wasted so much of their assets to get Paul George like, uh, well, not yet. We'll see if it's a waste. But if they if they lose, yeah, it will feel like uh, it will feel like. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with that, but <laughs> Kawhi and Paul George have all the leverage, so Doc would definitely be on the way out if they think lose. he's out. Wow, I mean, he could find a job quick. I mean, real quick. That's I mean, true. he's Costco's hiring. <laughs> leave him alone. You can't say shit like that. Anyways, <laughs> he's good enough for Trader Joe's. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he'd find a job quick. I don't like I'm worried, but it's like, man, uh, it, it would be, he's been there for a long time. If you look at, if, you, if you're thinking about it now, um, he's been there for a long time and they still cannot get past the second round. So it's, um, yeah, it, it, it would be sort of sad to see it, but yeah, you're right. I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned their short contracts. They're in win now mode. They, they want it. They, you know, you know, Balmer is all in, and as much as I like that about them, it could mean Dockers is um, out of the Clippers' job. So, yeah, his job's on the line, and uh, Jokic don't even care. No, Jokic, Jokic, man, uh, he's putting up those shots. I mean, Mark, it was Mark Jackson that said it, right? He's like that guy, the older guy that goes to the uh, to the court. He's got like the cigarette and the yeah. uh, black socks and everything. He's that guy on the court. He's just going out there like throwing up like junk and it's like going in and you're like, fuck man, who invited this man? Get your dad out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's got dad game. He's got dad it's game. It's nuts. It is nuts. And then, uh, you know, the the Rockets, man, do they blow it up or what? I think Westbrook has shown that uh, it's too easy to stop this man. <laughs> um. He's not a good, he's not, uh, he, he doesn't compliment anybody. He's not a good yeah. compliment player at all. Nah. And uh, Pringles man is gone. <laughs> um, Pringles man. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. They're already, uh, by the way, they're already comparing Harden to Charles Barkley in terms of like career. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. That's not the way he wants to go. Well, it's not it's not the worst thing in the world. It's still um, a Hall of Fame. It's just he does want a championship, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they're gonna have to they're gonna have to blow that shit up in some way. Because they've been trying and getting you know, they've been trying every year recently and, and it's just not happening. Uh they gonna uh, they're gonna have to take a different approach, I think. Our boy Sam Cassell, rumored to be going there as a coach. Wow. I would, I would support that. I was, would you really? Yeah. Just because I just want to see Sam Cassell like every night out there. (laughs) Do you though? Or I mean, he's not, (laughs) he's not very, not very, not very camera friendly, but (laughs) 
<laughs> Not yeah, the shit on San Casella. Uh, Steve Nash, uh, Brooklyn coach. In Brooklyn, uh, yeah. Warriors connection with Durant. Um, he was a consultant for the Warriors. Like, That's right. Like a little, basically like a little coach. Now, <laughs> now he's like the coach coach. And uh, I think that he may not have the same like relationship with Kyrie, but I think that's a pretty cool like relationship to that uh, will be forged throughout this upcoming season next year. You know, like Kyrie with Steve Nash coaching him could be like uh, some serious shit. I feel that is interesting. I didn't think, I didn't didn't think about it from that point. I did. um, I listened to Stephen A. Smith and I like what he had to say about it. Um, As much as Steve Nash is a capable coach and a, and you no know, one is more deserving of it uh he felt it should have gone to it should have been a black coach to be honest is what he said um and I, 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 I kind of I, I thought it over and i thought you know do we do you do it just because you want to put a black man in power but then i thought you know he's he's right actually i think it would have been smart but i mean still it is interesting from just a pure basketball point of view to see steve nash coaching Kyrie. um steve nash super humble and now having to take on two guys with big egos though yeah that's true durant and Kyrie. true that's major uh at least he has their respect you know because they've they've seen him do it you know they've seen him do like be a back-to-back mvp like right right um, of course yeah it wasn't that long ago so uh they they probably have a level of respect for him but yeah it's going to be interesting because it'll be his first season uh, not everybody can do it, so um, we'll see if he's got the guts. It's a lot of pressure for a guy like that, for anybody, I guess. Yeah, fuck, man. I'm seeing, I'm just now, uh, I'm seeing what you were talking about with Jason Tatum's son. and how Deuce? Yeah, and how he's in quarantine and he should be out tomorrow and able to see his father for the first time in months. Mm-hmm fuck dude this is it's major i could be good or well it could be good or bad he could i mean he could also see his son and just completely lose focus and have just go out and just shit the bed each game who knows well no probably not (laughs) no i feel like that (laughs) he does it all for deuce it's the baby power like deuce (laughs) is the new fred van vliet's baby and uh Ooh, you you actually uh you might have hit something there that's that's actually might be a really good point And hearing you say it earlier, I was like, oh, fuck. But then now we're act- reading it and shit, too. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't think this is good. Uh, I think uh, especially because it's the Eastern Conference Finals. I think this man's going to be playing like a bunch of minutes and he's going to he's going to try to be at his absolute best. Yeah, he may just be co- he may just cook y'all up, really. I mean, he could be like MVP of this series. He very well could be. Mm. I mean, uh, best of luck to y'all. <laughs> I mean, you put um, you obviously put Crowder on him, right? Because Crowder's kind of is is kind of your D, your swingman D guy. But uh, <laughs> swingman D guy. <laughs> <laughs> but but, uh, but I think like position that I like to play. <laughs> <laughs> Even as I was saying it, I was like, he may take, he may run with this one. Um, yeah, I don't think, but I think like 
I mean, I've seen some clips of them switching Crowder onto Tatum from earlier this year, and Tatum doesn't look phased. He, I mean, for one, he's played against Crowder many times before when they were both on the same team, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he's phased by him to be honest. Yeah. See, the thing about that is, I feel like that is a like Crowder. Crowder's like clocking in, showing up with his lunch pail and hard yes. hat and shit, clocking in at you know. 6 a.m. or whatever but then like uh towards the end like in late in the game i think uh crowder's gonna clock out and then that's mm. gonna be replaced by a much scarier either jimmy or or bam and uh depending on how the series goes you don't want i don't think you want bam on tatum i don't think you want that i really don't think you want that that is my spiciest like probably little I don't even know, like uh, ginger spice from the Spice Girls <laughs> level spice uh, take is that I'm going to go. I'm going to say that I do want that. And I'm really? Gonna, yeah. And I'm going to say that when it happens, it's going to be it's going to be fucked up. It's going to be like uh, it's going to go well for for Bambi. really, really. That's what I think. That's what Oof. I think. But that's, you know, that's my, like, fucking sriracha, uh, I don't know. More of a scary spice yeah. take, if you ask me. But, um, like, I, I, I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. But you're creating some sort of other major mismatch on the court. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, only for crunch time is what I'm thinking. Um, but Really? Depending, but depending on how the series goes... If the Heat have to get more rec- reckless, like uh, they could do it for for stretches at a time, and uh, because I really think people underestimate that. Uh, I think Bam could guard every single position. I really, I think he could even go on Kemba and chill. Uh, like it's not ideal, but I, but he no, wouldn't be that. the worst. Um, so there's like a tweet here from Anthony Chang. He uh he's a Miami Herald reporter, and it's like uh Celtics coach Brad Stevens said that the Heat is probably the closest team in the East that we've seen to the Warriors with regard to their I saw this and shooting. Yeah, actually, I, I I totally forgot to mention that earlier. Yeah, the Brad Stevens quote about how they're cutting and switching. Yeah. I think that shit is funny because like that's where they're at right now in the series is like where both coaches are just like sucking each other's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to see that though. I mean, just uh Spo is like, I think Brad Stevens is uh modern Phil Jackson uh in his approach to <laughs> uh his offense. Yeah, they're they're just they're going off the rails with compliments. These guys have, uh, well, they, they've never, Spo and Stevens have not met in the final or in the playoffs ever. Um, am I right? I am I right. I don't know. No, wait, have they? No, I don't think so. Um, the last time the Heat ever even played the Celtics in the playoffs at all was 2012. And so there was no oh, Stevens. Yeah. You're right. No Doc Rivers. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, but they know, I mean, they know each other. You're right, obviously, but they've never played each other in the playoffs before. Ooh, this just got like, that just added another little extra element on top of it. Yeah. Spo versus Brad for the first time. Um, finally going to 
I'm gonna see what's popping with this coach battle. What's popping? I feel like this was bound to happen eventually. Just did not expect it now. Yeah, me neither. Not I didn't expect it at all. Which just goes super deep. Like, what about assistant coaches? Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> No, this it's uh it's gonna be good. I mean, okay. I mean, technically yeah. Boston has home court. Um, but that doesn't really seem that doesn't man, see I, I had a thing going, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They they were the home they were the road team in the last series and they won all their road games. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. The, I, the heat as well. Um so Gordon Hayward went through a practice and Brad Stevens said he quote looked good. <laughs> Badass. He's a, he's a, <laughs> uh, um, you know he's you know he's a man of few words. He's coming yeah. off the bench too, for sure. Yeah, they said they're not sure about an exact return date, but he's getting better. So, but I wouldn't I think be surprised he if he plays. Yeah, I, I think surprised. he plays for sure. Yeah, he comes off the bench, but he plays because Smart's been doing. Smart actually was pretty much close to the MVP for the Celtics in the last series. Um, and just just doing everything. Actually, he's being um, sort of mildly overlooked for what he's doing, stepping in for Hayward right now, to be honest. So, um, but uh, yeah, I think you. A lot of people think that throwing Hayward right back into the mix kind of takes the Celtics out of the groove that they're in, but I don't think that's an issue, to be honest. Um, Hayward's professional, Brad's professional. This, it doesn't really. It doesn't really affect them that much. I think they were they were good with Hayward. Um, they were good without Hayward. Um, it's just a matter of adjusting. Yeah, I think Hayward would only add. He only would help out, especially yeah. when you think about like the bench. He could help if if he's coming off the bench. You know, like that's uh, that makes the bench awesome. You know, which which I'm almost cool with for one for, from a scoring standpoint, but also from limiting his defensive minutes because <laughs> he's sort of, in my opinion, a defensive liability. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, Especially just with his injury, right? With now. his injury. Yeah. Yeah. He, he became a defensive liability after the last major injury. Um, but now with his other ankle acting up, um, yeah, he's a defensive liability. So he, yeah, he's, he's, he's still, um, uh, he's still a heady player. Um, and he's he's not you know he's not stupid, but he, he's going to get beat on on certain matchups out there. Actually, you know, now that I'm now that I say that, I'm trying to go through. I mean, Jimmy Jimmy will take him off the dribble for sure. But who? I mean, it's not you guys don't have a lot of like penetration guys. You guys, I mean, that's why it's all um, cutting and uh, and and like backdoor stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like cutting, passing, uh, dribble handoffs. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy does a lot of driving and kicking. He's um, your main guy for that. Goran does it as well. Dragic, uh, gets true. In there. and okay. then, uh, Tyler hero is sneakily good at that. Like, uh, he's actually, he seems more comfy when he's on the move with the ball than like spotting up to take a jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's where a lot of their like dribble drives come from. And Kendrick Nunn, a little bit uh he he tends to settle for like pull-ups and shit because he's kind of small though hmm. i did appreciate those articles you sent me too they were really they were really um really eye-opening about uh like how the heat need to play defense against the celtics and how the Celtics need to play defense against the heat 
Yeah, that's like probably my favorite uh like basketball writer mm-hmm. right now. Uh, his name's Nikias Duncan and now uh, he writes for basketballnews.com. Uh a recently formed website, I I believe. Um Yeah, super in depth. Yeah, I like how he includes like the gifts so you can actually see what he's talking about. Examples of plays, yeah. Marcus Smart breath smells. <laughs> um yeah your boy bam uh not very good offensively <laughs> Damn, burn fuck is this Man, gonna is this series gonna ruin our friendship no i don't i don't think so i oh. mean uh i don't i don't think so because uh i i'm hoping really this is the beginning of uh back to the good old days of this is gonna happen more often yes uh, i agree with you there we could see the this could be the beginning of like a dope rivalry. So mm. uh, lots of shit shit talk will be born from that. It's technically already a rivalry, which um I was always kind of I, I never I mean I, it was a rivalry kind of back in the day when LeBron went to the Heat and like the Celtics still kind of had their big three and there was kind of a little thing going on there. Um but uh I don't know. I thought it sort of fizzled out a little bit when both teams started rebuilding, but I don't know. Maybe uh I guess it's back. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think uh I think both teams have bright futures. So, for sure. We're going to have to bump heads now for the, <laughs> like every fucking season coming up. Is, is the rivalry based on like how Ainge and Riley don't like each other? I I feel like that's got that's at the root of it and it's like that even just thinking about that makes it so fucking awesome. Like, cause okay. if you go, cause that's starting at like the fucking top and you know, the, <laughs> the dudes who formed both teams are bitter rivals, you know, and then you have two of the better coaches in the NBA and then, you know, two very competitive rosters. And Ainge and Riley were like, uh, competitors in the eighties. If you think about it, uh, one as a player and the other one as a coach when the Lakers yeah. and Celtics were meeting, that's crazy. Yeah, and here they are facing off in 2020. Riley probably feels so good about himself now. People were, uh, he had a couple of lost seasons there where he fucked up uh, recently and now he turned it around. Happy for my, my dog. The, fi- the thing my with Lord Dwayne Wade here. going to, sh- <laughs> that's, uh, if, if Tyler Hero is your son, I mean, obviously, uh, Pat Riley is uh, it's your pops. <laughs> yeah, probably, he's a honorary grandfather, godfather. Oh, that's right. He is the godfather. That's what you guys call him. That's true. That's fair. Man, both guys have heart problems. <laughs> I mean, they do. Angel and Riley both have what is, uh, just had a heart attack recently. Damn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What's uh, Boston's ownership like? I'm like drawing a blank right now when I think about uh, Wick uh, Grusbeck. What's he all about? What's what's his deal? He's t- he's a team first guy. Um, he's not very outspoken. He's not like he's. I mean, if you're okay, if you're putting him on the ownership spectrum, so like you got who's the most outspoken owner? Obviously, Mark Cuban, right? He's yeah. the most talkative, interesting guy. 
um, compared to what's the other end of the spectrum? I guess Just I mean some could, owners that we don't some even random know who they are yeah some random ass dude. I mean he's uh, he's kind of right in the middle. Like he he's at the games. He's always sitting with Danny uh, at the games. You know. That's uh, cool. Yeah, he cares. Like he he wants the team to win. He's not one of those owners who just kind of has the team just to say he has a team. Um, like you know, uh, what's his name? The guy who used to own the Clippers. Um, Sterling. Old, uh, yeah, Donald Trump West. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's uh he cares. Like he's there. He's at the games. He likes to see winning. He's uh you know he has Danny's back no matter what Danny wants to do. Danny's made some great decisions obviously in the past as far as drafting and trades. So. Um, it's not, it's not hard to back someone like that, but that also comes with, you know, Danny gets hired to a job like that because he's a former Celtics, um, player, but, um, he needs to be given the freedom. And I think that the ownership, uh, that Wick, that Wick respect provides, it's, it's like, listen, I trust you, you know, basketball, you take it. Um, you know, but obviously if he did something that was terrible, he'd be out, but uh, Danny's job is pretty secure, and that's because of Wig Respects, uh, the freedom he allows him. We're going to be coming at you with our reactions every game in this series. Every single god, all four of the Boston Celtics wins, <laughs> we are coming at you. <laughs> and we talk that shit every night. Um, and so, on that note, I would just like to say that. Uh, Robert Williams looks like he should play for the Monstars. <laughs> How fucking dare you? You know that joke would have landed better if you had said Taco Fall. You know that joke would have landed better. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's he's definitely on the Monstars as well. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, that being said, I can't wait for Duncan Robinson to find his first set of pubes. I he will be he will be so happy. Um, and uh, maybe he'll lose his virginity sometime soon. It's I mean, happen, best, uh, best of luck to him. At, at the buzzer of game four, heat victory. <laughs> uh, that, it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, when they find out they're going to the finals. I'm a man. Him and Tyler Hero will <laughs> grow up. Oh, man. You, you will be so proud of your son at that point. True. I'm a proud father either way. Still love him either way. Uh, elephant balls. <laughs> oh, elephant balls. Elephant. Keep, so never forget. Let's keep that. Let's keep, let's keep that going, uh, please. <laughs> well, best of luck to you. Yeah, man. Best of luck to Boston. Uh, I hope you guys all have good therapists. Uh, <laughs> and. Yeah, we'll see. I hope you guys all have good. Uh, I hope you guys all have good like orthopedic surgeons for their ankles because they will all be assuredly broken uh, in in short time. We don't, because Gordon Hayward took all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> leave, the, leave the man alone. He just wants education reform. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>